1: JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
2: You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos.
3: Welcome, my lovely lightworkers to the Lit Up Instagram show. This is my Instagram show, Instagram live show. Bringing you fun and profound interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up. My name is George Lizos. I'm a spiritual teacher and intuitive and the author of Be the Guru, a step-by-step guide to becoming your own spiritual teacher. And I'm so excited to be bringing you an interview with Lady Victoria all about channeling fairy art. Alrighty, so without further ado, let me bring on Lady Victoria. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Yes, we managed to we managed to get it working. We're so excited. So let me give you again the rules of the game. Remember to engage with us with hearts, to bring yourself into a state of taking action, as well as to ensure that you're in the competition to winning one of Lady Victoria's um, prints. Okay, let me do a short introduction that I've written about Lady Victoria before we kick off with the interview. So Lady Victoria is a self-taught artist from Toronto, Canada. She runs an Etsy shop selling her channel fairy paintings, which are inspired from the elemental world. She also draws inspiration from the Victorian and medieval eras. And I happen to own two of her original paintings, which I'm so excited to be sharing with you in just a little bit. And the reason I wanted to bring on Victoria is because she has some excellent tips when it comes to connecting deeply with nature and using that magic of the elementals and the fay to create beautiful art and this interview is not just for artists it is for everybody who wants to connect more deeply with the elementals and with nature and use that magic to create more balance more authenticity more high vibes into every single aspect of our lives that's what it means Connecting with nature. All right, welcome, Victoria, officially. How are Hello, you? Hello,
0: George. <laughs> Finally.
3: <laughs> Finally. Okay. So I wanted to start with, um, with a very basic beverted. question. Yeah, it's that it's, it's, we have some connection issues, but it's fine. I think it's coming back. Okay. Now. okay. So uh, I wanted to ask with a very basic question How did you get started on your path to? connecting with nature and using that connection to create art what is your story
0: okay so having a connection to nature is something that i always sort grew up with i grew up in a pretty rural area beside a river and being in nature and picking wildflowers just noticing all of that around me really inspired me at a young age um yeah, uh, as for drawing, um, it runs in the family. So my father's also an artist. He's not a professional artist means, but he was very into art. And as a child, he would teach me how to draw, and we also shared that picture teacher. So we would often draw mm-hmm. together, and I would say, like, Dad, show me how to draw a fairy. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of like bringing them both together.
3: And it's very interesting because in a while back, I interviewed you on my website and it was a recent interview and you shared with, with me your uh, the story of how you met your first fairy. And that's a question I always like to ask my fairy guests because we all have a very unique way of connection with the fairies. So can you tell us uh, the the encounter, the first encounter you had with the fairy world?
0: Okay, so... The last time I saw a fairy was as a fairy. this is as like a real fairy with a shape, so it was a small woman all yeah. in golden light. And I thought it was a fly at first, and then I looked at it closely, and I was like, Wow, that's actually a lady there. <laughs> I never seen one wow. in that form, but I think you know, becoming an adult and having your book go elsewhere, your your sense and your sight for a fairy in that.
3: It's so interesting. So you actually saw the fairy with your physical eyes. Is that true? Yes. Okay. That's amazing because everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to see spirits with uh, their physical eyes, which obviously isn't very easy. But you have this very close connection to nature. You've lived. In nature your entire life could you give us some tips as to what we can do to see things with our physical eyes is there a way
0: there is definitely a way as i said when you become an adult it's a lot harder to do it doesn't come naturally uh-huh. because we've built up our defenses we're not as playful it's harder to be relaxed and in the moment these are key things um yeah. But one thing that I find very useful is to also sort of drop your expectation and just sort of Mm -hmm. be open to what fairy wants to show you. So keeping that in mind, I've noticed now that sometimes if I see a deer crossing my path or a rabbit just randomly hopping by, to me that is signs of fairy presence or a gentle breeze sort of you know, fills
3: around the room. These are fairies. That is is so interesting because sometimes like spiritual people in general, we tend to judge ourselves for not being good enough, for not being intuitive enough, for not being Mm -hmm. able to see with our physical eyes or any kind of spirit. But as you just said, they communicate with us in more ways than just this idea that we have in our head as like, this, uh, this fairy tale, and no, not fairy tale, this Tinkerbell figure that's gonna dance in front of us and prove to us that they are fairy. So, as you yeah. said, they communicate through rabbits and through so many different kinds of synchronicities. Are synchronicities part of it?
0: Absolutely. I would actually say that um, the, this morning I was sitting in the backyard and I was thinking about how I was gonna set up my space for our video. And I put a lot of work into it and obviously I'm not even in it anymore this section. <laughs> but as I was thinking about this, I noticed a robin flying overhead and in its beak was all this dry grass and all the leaves hanging out. And I noticed that the robin landed in a very high tree and it was feathering its nest. And I thought to myself, that's a sign as I'm getting ready. You know, bring the fairies in and set my face. This robin is doing the same with its home, preparing its nest for its babies. So, this is it's subtle, but this is my connection to You have to sometimes be very quiet to see these things. Another thing, as well, we have to find within ourselves. There's so much stimulation, there's so much technology going on. We sometimes forget to pay attention. So all the little details that
3: are happening. So being quiet is very, is very important, as you just said. And I'm interested in finding out more such tips, like practical tips, that people can use to just deepen their connection to nature, especially if we can't get out of nature, because you're so lucky you're, you live in nature. Yes. But yeah. let's say, for example, I lived in London for four years and it was so hard getting out in nature. I mean, even the parks, the all the flowers and the grass was so tended to that you couldn't really connect to the raw nature that the fairies really enjoy. So what are some tips that you have for us to deepen our connection to the fairies if we can get out in nature?
0: yeah that's a really good question actually because I lived in an apartment not too long ago and I found that same sort of frustration with the concrete jungle (laughs) yeah I made a point of uh, making visits to nature almost Um, daily if I could that was very helpful but also even just bringing nature in so I would find little stones or feathers or or, um, branches little things like this i'd bring in and i'd adorn my own place. and that would sort of bring that that nature within my space i found that helpful. um the other thing too is we have to respect the fairies mm-hmm. and that is in loving nature and and honoring nature so you can recycle you can produce less weight you can eat organically growing a garden Using herbs, a lot of these things are honorable for the fairies. They see this as we're acknowledging their world. So, this is also a really easy way to sort of tap into that living in the city.
3: I love, what, I love that you mentioned that and you brought that up because I keep telling my students uh, and that the fairies, they do have an ego. They're not just like the angels that are pure positive light. <laughs> they do have a physical body, so they do want to be respected, especially when it comes to, um, to, to respecting their bodies, which is nature, which is the plants and the flowers and all the little um, aspects of nature around us. Okay, I wanted to, um, to make this a little bit more interactive. So I have with me okay. the paintings that I bought from, from you. And I want to share them with everybody watching. And I want you to give me the story of how those paintings came to life. Because firstly, I want to know. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> and secondly, I feel these will help people, especially artists, who want to, um, to get into channeled, writing or show, ch- channeled painting or, or inspired art, uh, mm-hmm. give some idea as to your process of connecting with the fairies and then putting that on paper. Okay. okay. So let's start with the first painting I got from you, which is the beautiful <laughs> Fairy of Elora. Do I pronounce it correctly, is it Elora or yes,
0: Elora? I pronounced it perfectly.
3: Elora. And I gotta say to you, Victoria, I've had this, I got this in London at a point in time in my life where I really craved nature, where I, I was in this urban jungle, as you just said, and I, I just desperately needed this sense of connection, not just to nature, but also to myself. In a way, they're interconnected because nature is part of us, we're part of nature. And as soon as I saw this painting, I knew it had to be mine because <laughs> what, what, what we can see here is the fairy and her hair are merging with all the branches. And I want to read what you wrote on your website when you, um, when you put that up on Etsy, and then I want you to tell me the story. Okay. okay. So the caption behind the fairy of Alora is, a sea of pines sway in the distance. They move softly, like slow dancing with a beloved. The moon looms overhead, full and bright. I feel my night-colored hair Braid into the earth, merging with the tree roots. It is then that I turn to see you there, my sweet forest lover. So tell (laughs) me, (laughs) tell me about the Fairy of Elora. How did it come to life?
0: Okay, so Elora is actually a place in Ontario where I live. And it's a place that my now husband and I went to go visit a few times. So it's a place very dear to my heart as we like to do those kinds of day trips together in beautiful places and that actual scene where the fairy is is a place in Alora where you look out and you can see the pines. I remember standing there with him and just feeling that love and feeling that connection and it stayed with me and then when I went home and I started drawing that piece I I felt the connection of fairy comes through and embodying almost that sexiness, that playfulness, yes. that desire to just be nude and I don't know, one with nature, that wildness. So the place it brought that for me, and it just that fairy merged within her is is a part of myself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't
2: know
3: if that makes any sense. Ah, it makes perfect sense. it's exactly how I imagined it in my head. It's it's yeah. interesting because the story you've just described is what I felt while looking at this painting. And that's exactly what we want to accomplish when we're communicating with various and, and drawing something, where the, mm-hmm. the, the viewer is able to feel what you were feeling while drawing that. Okay. So it's just So... <laughs> In just more practical terms so you went there you experienced that and that did something to you changed you in some way and then you went home and expressed it onto paper did you have a specific being in mind while doing it or did you let the energy just guide the painting
0: i would definitely say it's more of an energetic thing okay so it was the It was the connection between my husband and I, while we were in that place, and that place sort of imbuing that connection we had. And just sort of, I guess, imagine it all swirling together and coming through, I don't know.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's very hard to explain because it's very emotional for me. And emotions can be very hard to put into words, which I think is why I love the arts because sometimes the picture can just um, speak what you really want to say that you can't.
3: <laughs> it speaks, it feels, it just, it takes you to a whole new world. And okay. just personally, and personally, I want to thank you for creating this painting because it helped me on some really um, like dark moments in my life when I needed some sense of hope and some sense of connection and being able to get that from your painting. That was very much about for me. So thank you from me to you.
0: Thank you.
3: <laughs> yes, and I wanna talk about the second painting I got from you, which is kind of different. It's not a fairy, and um, it is a tarot card. It is the Strength card. Now, let me let me show people here. Okay, so this is the Strength card in tarot, the rendition that uh, that Victoria did for it. And Here you can see a beautiful lion and a woman just staring into. Um, into his eyes, and you can see the infinity sign over here, which is something that draw my attention, as well as the red color because uh for me, red symbolizes energy and passion and strength. Mm-hmm. Yet, at the same time, this painting is very balanced. It is not this the strength that we are taught of um of thinking about, which is aggressive, which is forceful. Mm-hmm. It is a very balanced kind of strength, it is a strength that comes. Mm-hmm. From within that comes naturally which is what i loved about this painting that is so balanced it has these beautiful greek elements as well which instantly brought me back to my roots being mm-hmm. greek and and having all these um all, the, all these connections that were personal to me now i know for a fact there are many people here who uh would draw for tarot cards and for oracle cards mm-hmm. so could you give us some tips give them some tips on how they can create original paintings that still match the essence of the tarot cards
0: okay so one thing for sure is i would get yourself familiarized with the t- so working with it on a daily basis perhaps drawing a card a day and just actually in the morning drawing a card and then just seeing how your day goes by and reflecting on how your day matches with that car. This is one of the ways I actually taught myself how to read. There. Um, and I would match up book descriptions of the car, my day's descriptions, and then kind of bake my own at the end of it. So yes, understanding the tarot with me, I mean I wouldn't say it it's um like you cannot know the tarot. Do beautiful well. I'm gonna. Say that mm-hmm. that, that's fair. Um, but knowledge of the tarot is helpful.
3: So, do you feel that um, the act of drawing the tarot card helped you understand the, the tarot better, in a sense?
0: Yes, definitely. Uh-huh. Because I so it goes, it goes both realize, ways. Yes, I actually didn't realize I was drawing a tarot card until I was closer towards the end.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah. that that puts a
3: whole new layer to it.
0: Yes, there's (laughs) a lot of layers to this piece. (laughs) Um,
3: So tell tell me about the story. Tell me about the story of this piece. Tell me about the story of this piece.
0: It was actually an attraction to those colors at first. So I knew I wanted to do something with purples and reds and very, very different from what I'm usually painting it, especially the red um Yeah, and it was the woman originally looking out, which is very comfort zone. A lot of work like that. Um, and then, what was coming through the window? It was really not clear to me at first. Like nothing was working. I painted an owl. I painted a cat. All the things that you become very natural, and it just wasn't happening. And then this lion energy showed up for me and I'm like, I'm gonna go with this because it, it, I feel like it's gonna work. I'm gonna draw a lion. I've never drawn a lion before, but I felt like, okay, this lion wants to be here, I'm gonna make it work. And I think that that, in essence, is the method of the strength part of well. Facing that fear, facing that, getting out of your comfort zone and allowing that, Right. Energy to be present with you and being at peace with it, and working with it.
3: Oh, that yeah. is so beautiful. And that makes perfect. <laughs> well, I'm a Leo as well as my uh, my zodiac sign, which was yet another factor that I was attracted to this card. But mm-hmm. it was very interesting that you said it, it used to be a cat and then it morphed. You morphed it right. into like, a lion, wanted to come through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm interesting. I'm interested in finding out about this process of just creating something, and then, well, well, when you st- when we start to create something, we start from an ego place. I want to create a card, for mm-hmm. example. And then all of a sudden, spirit comes through yeah. and creates something else. How do you allow for spirit to do this? I mean, how? For example, let's say you 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 commission you someone commissions a painting. Mm-hmm. And you have to draw something specific, but spirit wants to do something different. Mm-hmm. How do you balance the two?
0: Okay, so luckily, the commissions I have done, I've had really open minded people mm. ask me to paint for them, and um, they sort of give me the direction. I actually ask for it because I feel huh. a little bit over the commission, and we yeah. really want to please them. So I definitely ask for direction. But as I go through the piece, things happen, they change. Um, what was originally asked for is sometimes not happening. So I'll just send them a message and I'll say, are you okay with this? Is this working for you? And I've never had um, a time where someone to do something different. They usually go with it. So I actually find it interesting too, in the sense that I focus on the person when I'm painting for them. And sometimes I can feel their energy come through as well and what uh-huh. they need. So that's why when it works, I, hmm, I think I might've picked up on why you needed this element. in your
3: And do you happy. know what just, what just came to me as well right now, Victoria, is that, you know, you, you sell your paintings via Etsy. And I feel that the people who buy those paintings have energetically, spiritually, communicated that desire to you while you were making the painting in a way because <laughs> do you get what i'm saying
0: i totally get what you're saying yeah i mean i've never well, really thought well actually i have thought of it that way in the sense that when i make something i know that it's for someone i know yeah. some will will need it one person you know it's it's there yeah. for a reason because i don't have an attachment my work. Uh Once I make it, I am ready to set it free. I know it's not for me. Um, There's maybe one or two pieces I've made, but you can tell because they're very personal. But I really do have this sense that as I make something, I release it.
3: I love this idea because that's something that I was never able to do. I draw myself particularly fairies, and I could never give them away. So how do (laughs) you do it?
0: um it's not really something I have to try just something that is like I just be I don't have this I don't I don't need to hold on to it I don't know maybe it's because um you can make poppies yes well. um but I just I just don't have that feeling yeah
3: <laughs> okay another question that I have for you is your process Do you have a process of getting in the zone
0: yes though okay. that this has changed a lot now that I have my daughter
3: <laughs> uh-huh. okay.
0: it's not as elaborate so um, <laughs> yeah I like to spend time in nature so I would usually go for a walk or do some yoga some meditation light a candle put on a nice playlist all kinds of things um, nowadays if I have like 10 minutes I just got to get to that canvas and go. And she might be on my lap. (laughs) So there's no time for um, creating space. Though sometimes I do have moments where I can be more into it. But it's actually taught me to sort of dive into myself. Mm -hmm. Be in that that energy and not need the the tools.
3: Uh Aha. So... So basically, you found a shortcut to connecting, to getting into the zone, to connecting with nature. Mm -hmm. That's actually very interesting because we feel, many people in the spiritual path feel that we need all the physical tools we have around us in order to Mm -hmm. get into a spiritual state. But in truth, all we need is intention. Exactly. So it sounds like that's what you did because you had to, rather than... Uh, going out to nature and creating all these elaborate um, methods and techniques of finding connection. You're just using your intention to get into that state easier and more quick. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. So by the way, I want to encourage everybody watching live. Thank you so much. We see your messages. If you have any questions for Victoria, let us know and keep your comments coming because in a little bit, we're going to be choosing one of you to get a free... um, from Victoria now my last question to you Victoria and then we're going to go into uh, people's questions if anybody has a question is what is your advice to artists that are not mainstream artists that they want to connect with the fae with the elementals and create art
0: what would I tell them i would say well as an artist they already have big imagination and i think that is a really important ingredient in connecting with the faith so it's sort of really opening up your space mentally spiritually and just allowing anything to kind of come through um Mm -hmm. i would say also be very playful like make mistakes, um, try different types of drawings out. Um, don't be hard on yourself. Maybe do a little dance before you start your artwork. Yeah, I saw you dance. I liked it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know.
0: Awesome. I do that too when I have the time. It really, it really generates a lot of good energy, and the fairies love dancing. So yeah. that playful energy is really important, and just not taking yourself. Seriously, like just see it as as fun, which is what it's supposed to be. If I didn't like doing art and it wasn't fun, I really would not be doing it. <laughs> it makes me happy, it's joyous and that's why I'm an artist
3: that is so beautiful and i love this advice because it's so easy (laughs) because it's so easy that's the reason i start all my lives with dancing because it's the most Mm -hmm. like in the 10 years i've been a spiritual teacher intuitive doing this work i've done so many complicated spiritual techniques meditations mantras ways to connect but Mm -hmm. the most effective always is dancing
0: absolutely just
3: because i feel it's just like embodying spirit in some way and the fairies are embodied uh, spirit so why not become one with the fairies and just let the energy flow through (laughs) i love it let me just uh, go through the comments amber says can you share your website at the end of the live stream yes victoria share with us your website
0: um like in the comments
3: oh no no, no. i mean just uh, give us the name and then i'll um i can put it in the um,
0: okay so my main website is not really functioning right now so it's just an etsy shop
3: the etsy shop yes
0: so if you if you um go on to etsy and you write art by lady victoria just yes. is... perfect <laughs> that and that,
3: okay? and that's, that's what i use as well to get yeah. uh, the paintings and the prints
0: yeah uh, there's also a use... link on my instagram page that will take you directly there
3: Exactly, Mm -hmm. and I see a Dharma says, I love the painting on the box you recently did with a kitty looking at the mane. Will it be available as a print anytime soon?
0: Okay, so that was actually a commission um, Uh for a new moon intention box. And yeah, I don't know yet if I will be making prints of it because I would have to ask the lady that commissioned me if she is okay with me um, using that. To make prints um, okay. yeah we'll see
3: <laughs> i love how people are just so ready to get the the prints okay so we're gonna we're gonna move into the giveaway in a little bit let me just uh, do some announcements first be okay. sure to follow lady victoria here on instagram which is at lady tour i've actually forgot to um to paste this over here so you can see it so let me just pin it as well hmm So, yeah, be sure to follow Lady Victoria and follow me here on Instagram as well. I'll be announcing more interviews such as this with spiritual teachers, helping you to connect with your soul. As well as I'd like to invite you to join my private Facebook group for lightworkers, which is called Your Spiritual Toolkit on Facebook. If you search that, you'll be able to get in I share lots of um, free tips and advice on how to connect with your soul. And I've actually just shared something about Lady Victoria as well. All righty, and this is the magical time. Let's (laughs) choose (laughs) someone to get a free print by Lady Victoria. How do you want to do this, Victoria? Shall I just scroll through, close my eyes, and just stop somewhere?
0: Yeah, let's leave it to you, George.
3: Okay, so I'm just closing my eyes. I'm not seeing anyone, so I'm letting the fairies choose. And I'm just gonna scroll through the comments and just randomly stop here. Okay, and the person is Zora Life. Zora, Zora Life. If you hear us, I'm gonna make a note of your name as well. Cause get in touch with us afterwards. And if you don't, I'll get in touch with you. Congratulations! <laughs> you're getting a free print by Lady Victoria. Lady Victoria. Do you, Lady Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Do you? Do you have the print over there to, to, to show us on camera? Um,
0: yes, because my setup was very impromptu. I'm going to have to go and grab it. <laughs> uh-huh. because the fairies like to disrupt our connection.
3: That's okay.
0: Um, just a moment.
3: Congratulations, Zora. Oh, Zora is here with us live. So Zora, you're welcome. She says, oh my God, thank you so much. Get in touch with Lady Victoria or me after the broadcast and we'll be able to get your details for that.
0: Okay. Um, I can't find it right now, but, oh, don't worry do about it. Don't worry about it well. <laughs> <laughs> we,
3: we can share it later. It's okay. Alrighty. So thank you so much, Victoria, for joining me. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for sharing your tips to connecting with the fairies and creating your beautiful art. It's been a pleasure. Uh, talking to you, and it is a pleasure having this beautiful uh, gift in my house. My my beautiful Elora, and this beautiful lady of the strength card. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody joining us live. Be sure to follow both of us here on Instagram to keep in touch with uh, with what's going on. Bye everyone. Bye Victoria.
0: Bye George. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker Survival Guide and catch the next live episode.
1: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.